This is Line Dance Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Line Dance Podcast. This is Megan Barcelia and Christopher Gonzalez here to break down a playlist from Magnolia Park, uh, also known as M Section Park, in Ronert Park, California. <laughs> we had a few, however many years ago, um, set up a speaker in a clear space between two baseball diamonds and um, just kind of put on what we felt like dancing. At this point, we know a few, however many, to give you another specific number of dances. Um, and so it's a good idea for us every once in a while to play them and play the songs for them just to see if we still remember them. And we just kind of went spontaneously through whichever ones looked good at the moment. Uh, we then did this further in February, and it'll probably continue to happen over the course of the year. And I'd be interested to see how many times uh, we do this before we actually hit the end and have to start over. Um, this playlist consists of 22 dances and in no particular order you know we started dancing them with this first one jesse james by rachel mckinney white any thoughts from megan on jesse james <laughs> well i'm gonna back it up and give a, a little bit of some thought to what was going on uh we actually had some really nice weather days for January and the one day in February in which we actually had the day off at that. It, it is very often the case that if it is a pretty day outside, one of us will be uh, booked schedule-wise. So it was nice to have a few days in there that was nice weather. So we took advantage of it and we went to the park and wanted to play some music because why not? is a good excuse to get outside. Uh, as for Jesse James, there, there's something about that dance that I want to say it was one of the reasons why Wanda learned it was because of Marcy. Um, I know that you had wanted to learn it and were willing to teach me and that was definitely a grateful moment because it is one that gets danced a lot at a lot of different events um it's one that I didn't get a whole lot of practice with prior to lockdown for whatever reason it was it was kind of like I guess the easiest way to explain it is it's a Rachel dance. So I was able to learn it, dance it a few times, and for the most part, it just makes sense with how it was choreographed. So it allows me to not necessarily have to repeat it over and over and over and over again, whereas some dances... Um, I have to think a little bit more and train my body to do the movements as opposed to this particular dance. 
as my example, where I learned it, danced it a few times, and then it was like months before I danced it again. And so I just kind of took a shot. And for the most part, it was all still there. Every once in a while, I have to like think about it i.e. when I got on the floor at Florida, it took me a moment to remember the first couple steps of it once you change the wall. But after that, like the second wall, it came back. And so it was really, it was nice to get that back in Florida, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to dance it again so that I can make sure that it is in there and I do enjoy the track and how it's choreographed. A uh, quick question, who's Marcy? You mentioned a Marcy. For those who are listening and have not met um, a, a woman at an event with very sparkly arms. Marcy's my Marcy. You can't have her. <laughs> um, Marcy Walter is a fantastic woman that I had the pleasure of meeting at my first Vegas. And it turns out that she is a Bay Area local. So I was able to get to know her. And she is a dear friend that I look forward to sharing the dance floor with again. Yeah. Uh, One quick note that I enjoy about uh, Jesse James is that it is a nightclub rhythm dance that does not start with a nightclub basic. Rachel is very proficient at, I guess to not use the word very, extraordinarily proficient uh, at opening her dances in distinctive ways. That way when someone says, oh, what's this dance? How does this one start? She can open it um, in a way that other dances don't have as a shared opening and you know what you're about to dance. Uh, Jesse James does that. I also like the 10 steps back and how she accentuates that um, when you when you when you see uh, Rachel herself dancing it and I like that even though the restart is a little bit of oh is this the part where it happens once you take those two walking steps forward and you restart then you get to like just breathe you get to experience that relief and then and then it's smooth sailing so I'm glad that she didn't um, overcomplicate the two additional steps that take you into the restart. Other than that, I don't really listen to a whole lot of Cher, uh, who is the singer of the song, uh, just like Jesse James. And I don't know that this is like the first nightclub I think of. If somebody says like, hey, what's your favorite nightclub? I'd probably go with like Poetry in Motion or something, which is also, go figure, a Rachel dance with uh, with, uh, Masters in Line. But... I do appreciate how she has little twists on patterns that you'd think about uh, in certain ways, like serpientes or cross rocks or whatnot. Um, in in just like standard ways, she will take that and do a little quarter turn with it or something, you know, leading into another pattern um, to make it different. And Jesse James is full of that. It, it's um, it's sort of like a sampler platter of things you can do with a nightclub rhythm. That's one of the things I appreciate about it. Oh, look, it's another Rachel dance. After that, we have Give It Back. I've spoken about this dance at length in our tournaments, and I guess the short version is it hits extremely well pretty much throughout the dance, 
And it is what I would point to as being like line dance art. It's just, it's, it's just that good. I'm going to hand it over to you. (laughs) Um, So when it comes to give it back, this is one that unfortunately every once in a while does escape my memory. So it's really important that I do dance this one. And I think part of it escapes my memory because I just kind of get lost in the track and there's certain movements that the way she hits the dance, it just kind of takes me to this next place. So I like all of a sudden realize, oh wait, you're still dancing, keep dancing. Because it's just one of those, ah, that was nice kind of moments. And it's just, yeah, I mean, art definitely comes to mind. It's fun, it's, got a little bit of sass to it it's got some flow to it uh it just it feels good in the body and I don't know necessarily if I would have heard this track if I would have known that there could be a dance that makes me feel the way give it back does so I'm really grateful that Rachel can hear music and create step patterns that just they just feel so good to dance and so enjoyable and they're we've we've mentioned in in many a many a episodes how she breaks patterns where you think something if you do you know twice on the right it's going to be twice on the left but no 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 it's not so I really just enjoy her choreography and how she finds ways to express the song, which allows me to connect to it. And I just, yes, I I could sing her praises all day long. So I'm going to hand it back to you. Yeah. If you want to hear me gush about this one, uh, just tune into our end of the world tournament from a while back, because I'm pretty sure I have a lot to say about it there. Uh, Next on our playlist was Genetics by Rebecca Lee. I learned this at Heart of Texas last year, and I enjoy the hand bit. If you if you know this dance, uh, it's the part where she says G E N E T I C S the second time during the chorus, and it's it's so worth it for that part there. Also, I enjoy in part B the row 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 your boat, where you're like shifting your weight forward and back. This is another one where it hits really nicely in the places. Um, where she's set certain movements to uh, parts of the music. And it's kind of like Chase That Dollar by Dustin Betts in that it's phrased, but it's worth it phrased. Like, not a whole lot happens in part A, and that's fine. It doesn't really need to. But B feels good uh, as this transition with the rocking. And then once you get into doing like, where'd you get that bod? And then you're like hitting every note and, and you're doing the hand stuff you're glad that you learned all the sections it it, it um it's the, the gift that you know kind of keeps on giving the deeper you get into the dance i adore the fun and funky and quirkiness of rebecca lee and what she puts into her dances this dance kind of captures that for me where there's some okay, you got this 
easier kind of steps where you're like, okay, this isn't overly complicated. This isn't isn't too tricky. This makes sense. Then there's the little fun part, like you were saying, the row, row, row your boat. And there's a couple like hip dip scoops that um, I am well-versed in calling them ice cream scoops because that's what my dance team used to call them. Um, and then it gets a little bit funkier and it just, it's kind of got like all levels in the one dance of it. It's got a lot of personality and when I dance it, it's interesting because I can see every time what it looked like when I first saw Rebecca dance it. Mm -hmm. Like I have this image of her in my in my memory that just pops up and I can see how she hit certain spots and where her hands were and how she moved. And it just makes me happy because it's that almost like that connection to her. Each time I get to dance it, I have that image of her flash in my head. And so I'm really grateful that we were able to have the opportunity for one, you to learn it in heart of Texas and then to go ahead and take a few minutes to walk me through the parts that I definitely was not in the lesson for so um, I appreciate that but yes I highly recommend this dance up next is whatever happens Um, this one's super spooky it's to the song whatever happens by Michael Jackson and I think for me this is one of those where um, I don't there are some things that older dances could get away with that I don't know that many could now. Like Hold Your Horses is very unique. The Beast is very unique. Whatever Happens is a weird dance. In my opinion, like based on how it kind of like works, how it's structured, how the counts happen, how you're doing this like shuffle forward, now you're going sideways, now you're sailor turning. It's just a lot of weird stuff. But then, like I said, The Beast is weird. Hold Your Horses is weird. And that sort of distinctiveness sticks in your brain and makes a dance what you know many would call a classic. So I, I don't know that this would be like a go-to, like, oh yeah, of course we're going to throw this in our intermediate playlist teach just because you know it makes sense to teach that. This is one of those that you see at an event and you're like, oh, what's going on out there? This is, this is unusual. And you learn it because you've seen it and because you've experienced that atmosphere. As a dance for itself, Oh, and you know another dance is going to come up later in the list. Trust me is the name of the dance that comes later. It's another one where it's like, well, if you just look at the steps and you don't have the music and you don't have the atmosphere, you'd be like, what's going on? But it is worth it in context. That's what I think about whatever happens. I enjoy it. I think ultimately, like you had said, it's not like my number one go-to uh, I do know that I am a little, I want to, uh, I'm looking for the right word and, and nothing sounds right in my head right now, but there was the accidental error in our original learn that makes me maybe a little bit hesitant to really allow myself to sink back into it the way I thought I knew it the first time and how pleased I was with myself. And then turns out it was an epic fail, but that's okay. Um, I do I do enjoy it though, all in all. 
when it comes down to it, I think, like you said, there, there are some interesting movements in it. Um, there is a little bit of room to play, which is nice. I, I certainly like the, the room to interpret and make a dance your own. So, uh, yeah, I will let you go to the next dance. Okie dokie. Up next, we have Love Yourself. And this is a Joey Warren dance that I'm not sure that Joey Warren remembers anymore. But I remember it, and I keep it because I like it. It's another one that has a, a kind of a mood to it. Just like how um, I was saying that whatever happens has an atmosphere that makes the dance especially compelling. Love Yourself is very contemplative. There's very little that happens in uh, the song. It's Ed Sheeran uh, providing background vocals for Justin Bieber and they have a i think a guitar and a horn and that's it so you really you hear everything and the movements in the dance are pretty sparse as well they're a little unusual in some of the wall changes and where he puts a v step and and on what counts um and again i don't know that you know if if people if anyone else were to put together some list of intermediate dances you need to know they probably wouldn't list this very they probably wouldn't even be in like the top 100 or 150 on like technical or classic uh grounds but for me it's one of those that you dance and then you feel and then you keep because of how it feels to dance it so it's staying on my top 150 to keep uh, because of that. Yeah, that that's my concise story. <laughs> so to sidetrack ever so slightly to give context to how I view this dance, there are movies out there that my friends and I call Slice of Life. So it's just a little taste of, of, of this life and what it would be it's not anything epic romantic it's not some big explosion it's not some really really dark mystery it's just just a little slice of life and it kind of gives you a little taste of it whereas this dance for me is that it's that little slice of dance where it's it's fun enough and it's enjoyable enough it's smooth enough it's sassy enough that it's just just this little piece for you and there it kind of earmarks a time um in my dance life where I had learned it and it was ever so slightly above my comfort level so I had to push myself a little bit but it wasn't out of reach when I learned it which is like some dances I've I've definitely pushed myself out of that comfort zone. This was that here's your next level and it was appropriate at the time that I had learned it. Um I can honestly say I don't think I ever saw myself dancing to Bieber, but hey, you know, when a song's good, it's good and yeah, so I'm grateful for Joey for this one. Um the next couple are definitely Megan requests. I know they're your requests too, but they're definitely top Megan requests. Go for it. The next one on the list is Four Leaf Clover by none other than Amy Glass Bailey and Mr. Darren Bailey. There is something about this dance that I just 
it hits so well and the movements are so just wonderfully executed in the moment that they were placed there's that uniqueness with the walk walk and instead of doing what we normally call as an anchor step or a sugar push um you don't complete it with the regular step back you point to the side like who thought of that it's so different and the way they emphasize I believe a lot of it's the seven count it's like a breath the the dance itself is actually breathing the way they choreographed it and the ending with the turning and the sweep and like you're able to collect back together it's just like it's just so so pretty so graceful and so obtainable it's not this outlandishly difficult technical dance it's very much in the realm of danceable for a majority of people and I just I I I could just keep going on and on and on so I'm going to pass the mic to you um, for the sake of brevity and time and all that, uh, I will say that it's adorable that they worked on this together considering what the subject matter of the song is. You definitely covered a lot of like the dance aspects of it that, that are strong about this dance. Uh, but song-wise, it's super cute uh, what he's talking about regarding uh, a relationship between the two people. So for them to have worked on it is just hashtag goals. Um, after that is the dance, She Will Be Loved. And I'll pass it back to you. Okay, so hands down, I'm going to sum this one up with thank you, Mr. Louis St. George. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, The fact that he recommended us learning this dance, I will be eternally grateful to because it was so worth it. Um, Yes, definitely. Uh, It's another... You know, I'd say, you know, Rachel McEnany, white masterpiece. Uh, I love the way the big build happens to the cross unwind toward the end. I was a little thrown off by the song at first because I'm used to the radio version, uh, the studio version of She Will Be Loved by Maroon 5, and not this acoustic version where part of the time he sounds very tinny and thin um, when he's tr- hitting high notes that are louder, but. It grows on you because, again, it's atmospheric and you feel a little spooky, a little loungy, and you get all these West Coast swing type steps and patterns um, that, of course, you know, Rachel knows all about and, and can select from. And even though it was struggle to learn originally, like the tap step and side rock and whatever else, it was worth it. This is one of those that you stick with. You do the reps. You do it until it feels natural. And even with the semi-wonky like final four counts, um, you get past that section too. And it feels so good to just get lost in this dance when you feel like you have it. So if you're thinking about it, learn it and stay on top of it. Don't lose this one. I, I also highly recommend it. Uh Hey, there's another Rachel dance, and and after that, there's another Rachel dance. <laughs> um, on the list, we next have Snap Your Fingers. So this is one that 
every once in a while we talk about like sister dances or paired dances or dances that we just kind of categorize together and it's because for some reason they are similar in our head of like when we were exposed to them when we learned them this one goes along with one of my favorite joe thompson dances which will be mentioned in one or two from here but snap your fingers there's something about the song that just oh i just i don't know there's i can't i can't get enough of the sound of the song and then of course there's the rachel butt as i like to say it which is the end to like it's a little hop like end together and together um but when I see her dance it there's a way that she moves that just makes me smile and this has a few of those in it as well as I like the and knee and kick and point and that business that happens it's it's a lot of fun, and I feel like every time I dance it, I kind of groove with it. So, uh, My memory of this is learning it as a classic teach at Windy City in 2016, which was my first, uh, my first Windy City and my first event at which I, I took any Rachel teaches. And this was so early on, like I had just gone to Vegas the prior year, 2015, as my first major event. I didn't really know what classics were. People would say what you know they think classics are, and this was taught in the classics ballroom. I had never seen it. You know, I, I thought I knew all these line dances because I went to bars and drove all over California. And then this was a classic. This oh, you should know this because it's a classic. Um, I have learned and forgotten and relearned this dance many times, and. I don't often see it danced at that many events in, in honesty, even with Rachel at said event uh, events, there are so many of her dances out there that this one just isn't played that often, but I recognize the merit of the dance itself and how well it hits. So I will probably keep having to relearn like the final eight, 16 counts. Um, and that's fine. I, I'm not going to let this one go either. Uh, as frustrating as it can be sometimes to like revisit af- after a year and realize that you have like less than half of the dance in your memory or your body, it is worth getting it back because, hey, you know, it's a classic and it's a Rachel dance. Uh, after that, of course, there is the other Rachel dance um, that I learned probably around that time. Boys Like You, which you definitely don't see danced anywhere at all, but I think it should have been taught more maybe uh, by other folks like this could have had a little bit longer of a lifespan I think part of the problem was that the song was by uh, you know big pop powerhouses Ariana Grande and um, Megan Trainer, but also the the lead name on this song is the, the, this is the name who is fancy question mark that is the name the name is who is fancy I have not heard of this person outside of this song it's a very cute very catchy song um but I think because the song didn't really go anywhere in like society or pop culture and it didn't get taught a whole lot in the dance world, uh, this one kind of got lost by the wayside. But it, it does hit nicely. I, I would recommend it for the way that it hits. Uh, what did confuse me when I first learned it and what probably will confuse me the next time I forget it and relearn it is that when you start, you walk forward, walk, 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 rock and turn. And then you make this like turn to the right. That kind of sort of happens again later in the dance when you do like a rock recover and then shuffle back on the right. It's kind of similar. 
and I think that threw me when I first learned it. Other than that, though, it doesn't have any tags or restarts, and there's a pop-pop moment that, that you'll see when Rachel dances it, if you ever watch a, de a demo of this, and I think it's worth at least doing it once just to hit that pop-pop in your own legs. This is one of those dances that I can accurately remember the scenery around in which I have danced it and or learned it or reviewed it most most specifically and it like the where the light bulb went on there's two spots on this particular one one of them it was in my own house in my the middle room that no longer exists but I, I still have like, oh, wait, the chest was there. The window was there. And then also at the Santa Rosa Junior College hallway on the side of one of their theaters. Like I just I can see all of it so clearly because that is where it was ingrained into my body. And so when I go back to revisit it, I go, oh, wait, this is where I'm supposed to be facing this wall. This, is And I just, I love that I have that with this particular dance. It is a fun song. And like you were mentioning, I was waiting for that pop pop um, mention because there is some very creative footwork in which you do hit some of the notes or the lyrics that you wouldn't have otherwise necessarily heard had it not been so clearly illustrated by Rachel. All right. I'm going to pass it to you for this next one. Never been to Spain by Joe Thompson Smansky. Oh, this song, this dance, I can see it. I can feel it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So this is the other one I was talking about when I was speaking of snap your fingers. And there's something about the track that just, it, it just gets inside of me and I want to dance to it so badly. There's a sound to it. Um, it's fun. It's one of those that I have had what I would normally call a peak moment of a dance and I want more. I want more of them. I want more opportunities for it. I can see the video that I have watched probably a hundred times of Joe teaching it. And I can see her flowy shirt that she was wearing and her boots and just how she dances it and how she kicked her leg. And oh my gosh, there's just, I can go on and on and on. All I know is it is not danced enough. And I was so beyond words when it was played at the Florida Line Dance Classic where Joe and Rachel were both at and I got to dance next to them. So yeah. Um, I'm glad that we have Louis St. George in the line dance community because he most I most recently remember distinctly seeing this at Windy City when he played it and you can see the connection that he has with Joe from across the room. Like this is such a, you know, bring the beast out of Joe kind of dance and song. And, and I love that Louie was able to, to play that just out of nowhere in the middle of whatever else was going on in that playlist. And you, you can just see Joe tear into it. This, this song and dance definitely have teeth. 
Um, after that, we have another one that I'm sure you have oh. uh, some things to say about. This is the halfway point in our playlist, the 11th dance out of 22, Die a Happy Man. Oh, the song, the dance, the everything. Um, this is one of those feel-good songs that every stage that I have heard the song itself has had a happy memory for me. And the fact that there is a dance by one of my favorite people in the world and like the way Rachel and Joey work together like I I love the way that they can communicate and I remember seeing Joey dance this one first actually and I just remember how he hit certain moments of it versus how Rachel would dance it. And I just, I had to know it. I had to know it. And it's unfortunately has been one that I have had to go back and relearn because the first time around I didn't keep it. I didn't practice it enough. And it is certainly one that has made my top so many 20 dances pretty consecutively for a while. And I, I just, yes. Like you had mentioned earlier, um, if you go back to one of our tournament episodes, I am sure that I talk at extensive length about how much I love this dance. Yeah. Um, it hits very well. I, I, I I'm working on I'm working on the very thing. It, it hits again uh, ex- extraordinarily, um, superlatively well. And if you need a, a little cheat for doing the first wall, play the chorus in your head because it hits the chorus like impeccably, uh, and it it also hits the verses nicely. But man, does it hit the chorus! So if you just need a little cheat for that first wall, play the chorus in your head, and you'll be fine. Um, other than that, yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend it. It's, it's, it's yet another Rachel dance that uh, I, I strongly endorse. Uh, moving on from there, we have Trust Me by Jerry Morrison. This is a wonky dance. Um, I learned it from a teach that Luann Schemmel did on her channel. And it's a strange song. Uh, it's uh, Vincero by Frederick Kempe. It's like... Uh, house music club music but also opera it's strange but like you want to keep hearing at least i do i think it's it's a weird song but you keep wanting to hear it it's kind of a weird dance but then it also builds to this big explosion toward the end um and it happens on a big turn you have a step turn spiral if nothing else learn the entire dance so that you can do that step turn spiral uh, even with the heel switches, even with the weird turning shuffles, do it for that bit there. And also there's a big finish at the end because it's such a grand song. Of course, it goes to a big finish. So learn it for the big finish too. So I do enjoy this dance because the randomness of the song choice to it, it just it's not what you think of when you hear the words line dance at all whatsoever. And 
to be honest, I think my enjoyment of this dance gets elevated simply because of how much you enjoy it. And anybody listening understands that like when you see someone just absolutely having the time of their life dancing, you can't help but smile and enjoy whatever it is that's playing. Uh, two other things I'll mention. I like the way the last counts, the um, one, two, three, four. I think the last four counts um, are very similar to the first four counts, so it has that seamless transition. Uh, also, uh, the other thing is I want to note that Whatever Happens is by uh, Liz Bogan and Ron Klein, because I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Trust Me, of course, is by Jerry Morrison. And the next dance is Street Soul by Masters in Line. And I think Rachel, on her site, on her... Um, Vimeo may specify that this is a Rachel and Paul McAdam, Rachel McEnany White and Paul McAdam uh, bit of co-choreography since Masters and Lion also includes at you know various times on various step sheets, uh, Pedro Machado and Rob Fowler. This one is specifically Rachel and Paul. Street Soul hits nicely, um, kind of atmospheric again, uh, feels kind of sassy, like you just put on like a fresh pair of pantyhose or something, or if you're a guy, I don't know, find your own equivalent. Um, it, the song, it's, uh, it's, it's questionable when you think about it in like stalkery terms, but, um, other, uh, if, if you look at it in like a romantic light, then, you know, it's like, oh, I, I like you so much that I'm going to, I'm going to wait for this love to blossom. I don't know what just happened, but okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, when it comes to this particular dance, I remember seeing a video of a demo and watching how everybody moved so differently and yet so in sync at the same time. And the sound, the overall sound of the song just... It connected with the movements and I really, really wanted to dance it. And I remember struggling and struggling and struggling trying to teach myself because I am was not fluent in step sheet whatsoever when I was trying to originally and you were so graciously patient with me and tried to explain the ending to me that definitely took me some time to figure out and even every so once in a while I have to have that like quick real real quick think um how does this go again okay cool let's let's go ahead and just sink or swim with this one but uh very very enjoyable it's one of those that gets played at a lot of events late night and and yeah I mean it's oh I don't even know I don't even know anymore it, it just it's a good one and I am grateful that I had the opportunity to learn it. Uh, next up we have Cyber Remix by Shane McKeever and Fred Whitehouse. I highly recommend this one. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of new dances that I've learned in 2020. There haven't been like a whole lot that have like gone mainstream and and been widespread because of the whole lockdown thing, but. There were a couple that I got that I think f I, I learned from the same Digital Dance Weekend hosted by Rachel Michael White, and they are actually the next two dances on the list, this one being Cyber Remix. Uh, I've listened to the original uh, Take You Dancing song by Jason Derulo, and I much prefer the R3HAB uh, remix 
which is what they set uh, their dance to. It's a little faster and it keeps a consistent rhythm throughout. Uh, it hits nicely and the patterns are very accessible. So you should learn it. if you're the type to like make it shake off the chain, bunch other, you know, 20 something year old bar dancer um, crossover dances, Cyber Remix might be for you. I remember being very, very excited when we brought this to some of our friends in Reno because we had just learned it. So we were riding that high of a freshly learned dance. That's a lot of fun. And we were able to share it with some of our friends that have that same kind of passion for dancing. And just like a week or two ago, I saw a video of them, just the two of them dancing it. So they liked it enough to keep it after we had brought it to them. And that makes me just so happy. I I think this one's just one of those fun dances that you get to be cool and yet also silly in. So, I mean, I guess that kind of describes Fred and Shane cool but silly so yeah I mean I I was really grateful that uh, Trevor brought it to Florida so that more people knew it it's it's fun it's highly highly recommended by me Um, the next one I'll just make a quick note about this is validation by Simon Ward also from Digital Dance Weekend Uh, very pretty accessible there are patterns that repeat and I love that song. I eventually, like, I, I was playing this song on loop, and uh, I would definitely recommend learning the dance to go along with that. So this one was a surprise learn for me, and I am so grateful for you because, unfortunately, that digital dance weekend, I was not able to attend because I was working all weekend long, so I missed all of it. And you had brought this one to my attention because you're like, you are going to like this one. You should learn this one. We should learn this now. And oh my gosh, you were so right. The song is just stunning. And of course, Simon nailed it epically. So it is, like you were saying, it's accessible. It's pretty. It's got just a little bit of a different feel in the sense of... It's not what I would would typically expect um, in certain movements with the the turn into like like the double sailor on the same side and it's just it's oh it's so awesome it feels good it hits beautifully uh, very well done Mr. Ward. Up next we have Save the Day which is to the song One Call Away by Charlie Puth and this is one. It's by Car- uh, the dance is by Carl Harry Winson. You don't see a whole lot of Carl Harry Winson uh, on stateside playlists, uh, but this is one that I'm definitely keeping for uh, sentimental purposes, <laughs> I guess. Um, I, I I like the song. The song grew on me. It wasn't one that I like needed to listen to when it first came out, but um, the the dance I learned around the time of my first Vegas. I think it was popular around then, uh, and. This was around the time uh, Louis St. George had been calling me Super Cowboy because I wore my cape to Vegas, which was actually just three uh, country festival bandanas stitched together. And Save the Day, you know, he's talking about um, Superman got nothing on me, 
So like it it takes me back to that like 2015-ish time. And while the dance is a little frustrating in places where I tend to forget it again and again, uh, and it's only 32 counts, you think, oh, how could it be this difficult to remember 32 counts? Like there are some diagonals. There are parts where you don't know, do I syncopate here and do whole counts there or is it vice versa? Um, but I, this one's like having a favorite uh, thing that you just keep repairing uh, and, and you don't give away like a favorite old band t-shirt or something like it's, it's part of your life now. So you just accept that and do what you need to dust it off when the time comes around. I remember learning this in one of the classrooms at Sonoma State University. And I remember having some challenges when it came to some of the turns and then like the box step and the restart and just there was so much to it that I was so early out of the bar scene into the world of line dance and there's just it was fun it was fun to learn it was fun to kind of struggle through and have the light bulb moments come out at the end and it's one that I think like you I have the intent of keeping for a while because of my fun attachment to how and when I learned it next up is Once Upon a December by Joe Thompson Zemanski a um, I would say beginner schwaltz uh, fairly fairly accessible um i'll just pass it to you and then I'll, I'll i'll chime in after that so once upon a december is one of my top songs from one of my top animated films with it being anastasia or anastasia or however you choose to pronounce that it is a very pretty song talking about how she remembers this grand party for some reason of people dancing and there's this very pretty epic scene in the ballroom that she's imagining in this remember and I feel like Joe just captured that whole feeling with very accessible movements where you just kind of glide and you have tr- you travel a little bit with the tr- the twinkles and the turns and the forward and the bas- back basics it it just you just feel like you're skating almost as you dance through this one and it just it makes me feel so happy because it feels like almost at that point in a way I'm in the movie as fun and silly as that might sound um all right I guess my my quick notes would be the uh the repeat of steps that happens at one point it makes sense and is easy to remember because you know you've already done those steps you're just repeating them uh, you learn a couple new waltz things like there's a hesitation turn and mm-hmm. there's a, some other one that I forget the name of and then you know, you have tempo changes so this might be a beginner's first uh, experience with tempo changes and feeling the music uh, also it's a classic so I would highly recommend <laughs> learning this so uh, yeah also if you if you see Joe at an event you know maybe this would be one for you to um, 
to request because much like Splish Splash, I think she gets a kick out of doing some of the uh, the older classics. Uh, after that, oh my goodness, we have Sanctify My Sins. I love this dance. It is by Shane McKeever, Rebecca Lee, and I want to say Debbie Rushton. That sounds and nice. that's the video I remember watching is of the three of them dancing it. Um, I this was one of those that it took a while for me to learn because I had seen it at you know events mostly like JC events JC Dance Productions events, um, but once the song started getting stuck in my head I thought well that's it now I got to learn it and then I learned it and it felt so good and I play with this and I feel the music with this one, um, such that it's it's doing the whole aging like wine thing every time I dance it feels just like a little tighter and a little smoother in some places and I I look forward to dancing this so much more over what I estimate will be you know years to come (laughs) so yes you were absolutely correct when you said Shane McKeever Debbie Rushton and Rebecca Lee Uh, this was one that I definitely didn't know about pretty much until you were like, I want to learn this one. I think, I think I'd seen it or whatever, but it didn't really like click into my radar until you were like, here, watch these, these demos. Let me, let me know what you're thinking. And I remember learning it. And unfortunately for us, it was like right before lockdown hit. And so, yes, we were late to the game. Um, we did show up though. That's the important thing. And I know that there's a, a couple fun parts in it that just really hit the music. There's some spots where I wouldn't have thought of that kind of movement where you start going one direction and the way you turn and just, oh gosh, it's fun. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I'm almost disappointed that we were not aware of it sooner. However, I am glad we do finally know it because hands down, it is fun, beautiful, and very intelligent choreography. Up next, we have a sort of sister dance with this because we learned them around the same time. Party in the Hills, which I learned because it was st- it was a stagecoach competition dance in San Diego. It wasn't even it wasn't even in Northern California. It was a San Diego competition dance. And I thought, well, like if they if they esteem it so highly that it's a competition dance down there, I guess I'd better learn it. I I might end up dancing it with them uh, at Stagecoach at some point. Uh, and then Stagecoach didn't happen, so you know, uh, I guess I'll have to to postpone that for later. Um, but I'm glad that I learned it. I, I'm I'm glad that I have that in my body now. And it's weird because we we were supposed to learn that at uh, experience it was taught there i didn't learn that one uh, we learned some other ones by them but uh that was one that i did not learn uh I, I think this was at least joey and fred i'm not sure if it's joey fred and shane but I, I think it's at least joey and fred we'll have to look that one up um it may have originally been called come to brazil and i think maybe they renamed it like at the event or something Anyway, uh, it's got some interesting new patterns. The tag is very reminiscent of uh, Slowly, Gently, Softly by Gary O'Reilly. And they get a lot of mileage out of the toe-step uh, business where like, you have one foot on the floor and one heel with the toe pointing up. And, um, and yes, indeed, uh, looking at the step sheet, Shane McKeever is part of this trio, uh, as it turns out. It, it's, it's one of those that 
I don't know that I would have uh, expected I would like, especially when it was frustrating to learn the, the first time at the rec center. But when we got it back around the time we learned Sanctify My Sins, that's when I started to really feel it. And when you when you whip around into the beginning of the dance after the sweep, sweep, hitch, turn, turn, rock coaster step, then it really feels like a whooshing coming over you. And I'd, I'd recommend learning it just for that. This one was a little bit tricky for how to figure out for me, like to get that touch before you flick the leg back up and the turning around and the it's. Oh, I I don't even know how to describe it other than the fact that it is funky, but also it hits and it's a satisfying kind of hit. And again, this is one that I would not have been necessarily like really like, I need to learn this right now, aware of it because I had seen it the one time. And I think at the time that we had seen it, when we were supposed to learn it, I had all these other dances that I had just learned. And I have come to realize that I have like a cap on event teaches that I can take. Um, and I think when this one came along, it was just kind of that, okay, I can't put anything new in my head. I, I'm going to forget everything. And so I find it funny that it was like at events that we were, we were supposed to be learning in the one room that was being taught. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of fun. The, the next dance, it, it, oh, Thank you, Darren. Thank you, thank you, thank you, because I absolutely love Foolish. It's, it's one of those that I accidentally learned because I was actually looking for a different one, which was Feels Like Carolina, and I clicked on a YouTube video, and it was Foolish instead. So I was just kind of watching it, and I was like, oh, I like this song. And I watched maybe a few walls of the demo and then I was like, huh, I wonder if I could do this. And I got up and I did a majority of the dance just by watching it, which tells you what kind of choreography that this has where it's like there is a few things where you have to like pay attention, but it just all makes sense. It just makes sense that this would be the next movement. And that just also goes to show that I am a huge Darren Bailey fan that I think his dances are absolutely brilliant and magic in its in its choreography. And yes, I, I love this dance. Uh, in the interest of time, I will abbreviate my statements to, yes, I agree with a lot of that. <laughs> uh, there are some unusual patterns that I wouldn't have predicted, but somehow they work. And he just knows the rhythm and the song well enough to, to do that. Uh, and the tag also, as described to me when I learned it, makes sense it just it's it might be the hardest part of the dance but like it makes sense given the lyrics after that is another darren bailey dance just keep fallen and uh it's a beginner dance so you think there wouldn't be much to say about it and mostly uh i guess that's that is the case but i will say it is clever how 
after he uh, after Darren does the uh, cross point cross point, you go forward with a jazz box. But then at the end of the jazz box with the left foot forward, it makes sense also to go back touch back touch. And I think the way that sequence connects is really nice, especially in a beginner dance. You can learn a lot of concepts just from that chunk. And then, of course, the touch and touch and heel and heel. It feels good with the song. And also, it also it feels kind of like cheating because we've noted uh, previously that popular dances that have that in it are like Tropicana Parking Lot, um, Mbop, uh, Lonely Drum, where you have that little one and two and three and four kind of syncopation it's almost i don't want to say guaranteed but if you have that in a dance it, it's it's gonna make a lot more people like it i think so for him to include that right at the end it's like ah oh, you're just taking liberties now and making us like it even more um that that's what i think of just keep falling <laughs> also love the song yes uh we learned that for sure because you loved the song and you had seen the choreography and thought that it was completely accessible and wanted to know what it felt like as well as potentially keep it so that we can pass it along to beginners. I want to make sure you have lots of time to talk about this next one. It's the last one on the list, Slow Burn by Kathy Hanyadi and that Kathy Hanyadi and John Robinson. So you're telling me I have a whole nother hour to talk about this song? <laughs> Go nuts. <laughs> not really, unfortunately. Um, there is not enough time, honestly, even if I did have enough, another hour to speak about Slow Burn. I fell in love with the song while I was learning um, swing dance. And I was beside myself when I discovered that there was a line dance choreography to it. And then the way it is choreographed with the end cross. And then you turn around and you have like almost like a sweep together and then you do it again. And there's the points and the rocks and like the point and rock recover and side rocks and the turn and the unwind that you can do fast and then slow it, there's oh gosh i can't i cannot i will eat all the time oh i mean you're welcome to continue on about it i i know that i've mentioned things about slow burn previously in our tournaments uh, i i do like the way that it hits the restart makes sense uh, it builds as a song it it builds uh musically i mean in the sense that it gets louder but then they add instruments and it, it almost feels like there's a cheering section behind these two. It starts out very simply with Babyface singing. And then Desiree joins in. And she has her little bit that she says. But then after a while, there's like this choir. And everyone is in support of this love between the two singers. So then your, your steps, while they may start just being, oh, I learned these steps and so I'm doing them and I'm going to do them simply because this is the first time I've ever done this dance. As you grow in confidence with how well everything hits and how you actually do know this dance, you feel a swelling and a growth uh, of enjoyment the way the, the, the music seems to. Continue if you'd like to finish out this minute. <laughs> Oh gosh, I, I wouldn't know when to stop. So all I can say is 
thank you for beautiful choreography to an amazing song that I have personal attachments to. It's one of those that I am heartbroken at the idea that I wouldn't be able to dance it ever again. All right. Well, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Lion Dance Podcast. This has been Megan Barcelia with Christopher Gonzalez. And until next time, we will see see you on on the dance dance floor.